My last minute was a couple of weeks ago, which gap was due to two factors. First, I've been really busy. Second, I ended up having to do more data wrangling on the Q project than I expected, so I didn't get to model choice, which was my perspective topic. If that sounds familiar to analysts, well, historically, by far the most time-consuming part of an analysis is getting the data the way you want it. So big surprise, it took longer than I hoped. Since this series is meant to be a description of a real-life process, it's worth spending a minute on the data issues that came up before graduating to model choice. There were two parts to the data creation. One, creating a picture of the store at minute granularity, how many people there were, how long they'd been there, and what entrances they'd come from. That was fairly easy to assemble. The second part was building out a file with line depths and open registers. And boy, was this one painful. I started by using the visit count for people in each POS area. The stores I'm working with have either one, two, or three distinct POS areas. I aggregated that data at the 10-second level, and when I first looked at it, it was funky. When I used the playback tool in DM1, where I could watch what was happening in the store, it was obvious why it was funky. I was counting people who weren't in line. They were leaving or milling around to the side or at the registers. Now, our DM1 platform lets you create a whole metadata layer for lines and queues. So this should be simple to fix. But that metadata layer isn't by default exported to BigQuery, which is where I'm pulling my data from. So my alternatives were have an engineer reprocess the feed or adjust my pulls. For now, I chose to do it the analyst way and adjust my pulls. Since I have the coordinates of the areas in my feed, I can manually reconstruct the areas I want as lines and registers. That's something I will make sure gets fixed in our basic feed setup. It's a great example of how real-world use is the best and maybe the only way to effectively optimize product design. When I recreated the lines and registers, the data looked a lot better, but it was still really lumpy. And again, a replay of the day I was using for testing made it pretty obvious what was happening. A group of five people would show up and the line would balloon from one to six in two seconds. Then, since they were all together, it would drop back to one or zero in a second or two when the group advanced to a register. I knew groups could be a problem, but they were a bigger problem than I expected, and it really looked like there was no point building an MVP model without group detection. And here again, I ran into an issue. We have a pretty sophisticated group detection algorithm available for analytics, but it relies on an historical view of the data. It needs to understand the shopper's entire journey. For my model, I have that data and I could use it, but in real time, the model won't have that full view. I don't want to integrate variables in the model that won't be available in real time. I could create a great model, but it would be totally useless for real-time prediction, and that is the point. So I need to stick to data that's available in real time. To do that, I had to create a new custom definition of groups. I ended up relying on a simple algorithm that looks at whether people arrive at the queue within one and a half seconds of each other and whether their arrival point is nearly identical. Is it perfect? Not really, but visual playback suggested it will capture most groups. And when I created the algorithm, I printed out every record it identified as a group for a single day, went back and reviewed them in visual playback to make sure my eyes agreed with the algorithm. It seemed to work almost all the time. I'm sure it will both miss groups and occasionally make false groups, but visual observation convinced me that it would work more than well enough to model. 
So my line depth file ended up with a 10-second granularity, the line depth adjusted for groups, and the number of open registers for each POS area. And it finally looks pretty reasonable. It's on to model building. But before I wrap up, I'll just make one quick reflection on the process. You've heard me three times reference using the visual playback tool to understand what happened in the store. As an analyst, when we first built that tool, I thought it was all flash and no substance, and I could not have been more wrong. Real analysis can't be done effectively without understanding what's happening on the ground, and visual playback is the best tool we have for putting you in a bird's eye view of the store or space. Thanks for listening. I'm Gary Angel with the Measurement Minute.